Blog Talk Radio. Greetings, everyone. Happy Thursday. As always, thank you for spending your lunch break with us, and welcome into Catching Up with Bob on this very special Patriots Game Day edition. Uh, we have the man with us himself, Mr. Bob LaBelle. Bob's got a run today. He's got uh, the Mass Broadcasters Hall of Fame induction. He's already inducted, so no worries about that. But uh, so I guess we're also joined by Editor-in-Chief Jeremy Conlon. We're going to talk a little Patriots uh, and a little Jets, but, but first, Bob, I do want to touch on you know where you're at today in you can kind of tell us a little bit about the event and, you know, what it means to you and, and kind of how cool it is to get back and do this every year. Well, the people I was inducted with, it must have been a slow year, uh, <laughs> you know, the fact that I get in, but it was with Larry Glick and uh, Shelby Scott and uh, a few other people. But I, I, I clearly being inducted with uh, the likes of Larry Glick is, was pretty heavy. But, you know, this is, this is an organization that uh, – you know, it exists. I don't know how it got started, but it does have a chance to honor all those people in broadcasting that, uh, you know, have excelled. I hate to talk about it because I'm not really, I don't want to talk about myself, but have been, you know, either on the air for a long time or prominent or, yeah. or whatever. So that's that's what it is. And I, you kind of feel, I feel <laughs> obligated to go each and every year. But this year I also have some friends going in so I can see them. Yeah, most definitely, and I know you're, you're very modest about it, but yes, you were on the air for a, for a while and pretty prominent here in Boston, Bob. Uh, we'll uh, we'll bring in Jeremy real quick. Jeremy, uh, we're going to talk. We're going to let Bob get first word because he knows he's got to get out of here. But uh, we're going to talk to you a little bit about the Jets and the Patriots. And you and I, I was just talking about our NFL picks. They weren't good last week, but uh, how good are you feeling about taking the Jets with the points? Uh, it it's, hasn't closed yet, but right now. The Patriots are given 10. When we picked it, they were given 12. How do you feel about that pick right about now? Well, I mean, the the fact that the line has moved that much is a pretty good indicator that it opened too high. Um, and, you know, I, I would say it's at least – when it opened, it was at least like six points too high. The Patriots should not be given more than a touchdown given how bad they looked last week and, and just how banged up they are on offense now. So yeah. opening at 12 I thought was ridiculous and, and – you know, moving down to 10, it's moving in the right direction at least. But um, I wouldn't take them giving more than a touchdown. Yeah. Well, Bob mentioned it right before we got on the air. You mentioned the line was a little absurdly high, and you talked about just who are the Patriots going to find to make some plays on offense. Uh, they, You know, they kind of got away with one against Buffalo. They kind of snuck away with a win there. How do you feel about the Patriots' offense right now? And uh, I know you're really high on Amendola, but is there anybody else uh, on that offense that, you know, other than Brady and Amendola that gives you, you know, cause for optimism? Well, I think, you know, Gronkowski's going to be back, and uh, Amendola, hopefully, is not going to be out for very long. I'm I'm a big Edelman fan, not because he went to Kent State, which is also my alma mater, but I'm a big Edelman <laughs> fan. And I also, you know, the fact that he played quarterback at Kent State, I'm still waiting for them to use uh, a rollout with Edelman and uh, to have him throw. Uh, you know, the halfback option, but I'm sure it's in, I'm sure it's somewhere in a game plan, but they haven't yet to use it. Uh, who knows? Maybe tonight's the night. I just don't. Uh, maybe the Jets are that bad. Uh, maybe the people in, in Las Vegas, believe me, they know what they're doing. They really know what they're doing. And, and okay, so maybe it's opened up a little high, but they need them to attract some money. 
uh, on the Jets. So maybe that's what happened, and now they're now it's back to twelve. But I don't. I I, I think it's going to be closer than that. But who knows? You know, except for the wise guys in in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, you, you touched on it. I mean, the, the guys in Vegas aren't dumb. You know, they kind of know what they're doing, and maybe well, yeah, maybe they want to promote some action. <laughs> they're not dumb, and I'll, 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 you know, we'll see. What I re- I'm, I really kind of regret I'm not going down there tonight, but yeah. I'm not. So there you go. Stay home and watch it on television. <laughs> well, you know, with the uh, the advent of HD TV, uh, I'm a big live sports guy, but tough to drag me away from the TV these days for these, uh, especially for night games, and especially as it gets later in the season. I'm totally with you. Totally uh, with you. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally <laughs> with you. But uh, uh, Jeremy, uh, I want to get you get one more word. Just talk about this Patriots offense. I know. You're not high on the receivers and the weapons they have right now. Uh, what do you think the ceiling is for this team as presently constructed? And can we expect much from Gronkowski? What are you thinking about his injury situation? Well, I mean, that's not something I want to get into that much just because there's so much uncertainty about it. Like some yeah. people are saying he could be back as soon as next week, week three. And then other people are saying, oh, he's not going to be back until week eight or week nine. Um, yeah. So we're really not going to get a definitive answer on that until he's back like without him they're clearly struggling on offense even more so without Vereen and Amendola if they can't I mean Vereen's definitely out tonight and Amendola is almost certainly out that's the word at least Um, so I mean their wide receivers are going to be Edelman, Kenbrell Tompkins who had four catches off of 14 targets which is not okay Um, and then just a bunch of rookies that you know just can't contribute right now because they're not familiar with the offense, Brady's not familiar with them. Um, so, I mean, and then on top of that, they have uh, Ridley who fumbled and got benched last week, and now they're going to have to put him back in because Vereen is hurt. Um, it just seems like they're they're really struggling to find guys that can make plays on offense, and it really seems like Ridley's the only one, but if he has fumble issues, then all of a sudden it's down to LeGarrette Blunt and Brandon Bolden. Um <laughs> And it's just it's just a laundry list of guys that you've never heard of before. I mean, I guess Blunt's had a thousand yard season in Tampa Bay, but for the yeah. most part, it's unknown guys that are trying to make the Super Bowl. Like that's the yeah. legitimate aspiration of the team, and it just doesn't seem realistic when you know all of their offensive weapons are either hurt or just not ready to be NFL difference makers. Yeah. And, and talking about Amendola, you know, it, it seems like when they signed him, there was going to be a, a D next to Doubtful on his name on the roster. You know, he seems to always be a little bit nicked up. But uh, he did make some big plays against Buffalo. Uh, Bob, uh, uh, I'm going to let you get one more word in, and then we'll let you go, and, and Jeremy and I will take this thing home. Uh, when you look at the Patriots, uh, you know, lots of questions on offense because of injury, because, you know, we just don't know a lot of these guys. Uh you know, what do you see from this team? I know we always, you know, in Brady and Belichick, we seem to trust around here. But, you know, do you see this team as a, as a team that could make the Super Bowl? Uh, not right yet. Not now. But I say, I'll, I'll <laughs> say that they can develop into into one. But not if they had to play it today. But I, I also would yeah. say that, you know, obviously, what's the case of the first week, turnovers are huge. I mean, the Jets should have lost. This Tampa was really stupid. Um Patriots yeah. can't do the turnover thing again, and Geno Smith could ab- absolutely be uh, totally out of his league by playing against the Patriots tonight. So that's my take on it. Yeah, that's certainly Patriots fans' hope is that uh, Geno Smith 
will uh, be a little out of his league. He was pretty up and down last week, but he did lead them to a win over Tampa Bay, who a lot of people thought was going to be a pretty salty team this year. So take that for what well, it's worth. Uh, I, so I think that I think a rookie rookie quarterback against Belichick. Uh, yeah. In Foxborough, it's not a good situation to be in. But I really appreciate you letting me go because I have to go in there. <laughs> All right, Bob. Always great to have you. We'll catch you next week. All right. Good to talk to both of you guys. And, uh, you know, we could we could just kind of text each other during the game. I assume you're not going, but who knows? Maybe you are. <laughs> I am not, Bob. I'll, I'll text you later. Have a good one, man. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Joe. See you, Jeremy. Thanks. Take it easy, Bob. Okay. All right. The, uh, the immortal Bob Lavelle. Uh, I always find it funny we open this show up and, you know, I always give him a big introduction and he's always – very humble about it, but uh, Jeremy, you know, you're from the area, you know, just, uh, I mean, think about it for a second, we, we're a, you know, we're a startup sports blog, it's pretty cool that we have Bob LaBelle and we get to talk to a guy that, you know, has been on the air and covering these teams for so long. Yeah, I mean, like, Bob LaBelle was someone that I watched as a kid, uh, like, when, when I was growing up, it was Bob LaBelle on WBZ and Mike Lynch on um, WCVB, and uh, Gene Levanchi was on the uh, whatever the NBC affiliate is, I, I can never remember the call sign. But <laughs> just the fact that now, you know, technically speaking, I boss because I run the site and he writes for the site. But I mean, it's, it's just kind of bizarre. But it's it's definitely exciting to have him. Yeah, no, it's pretty crazy. Uh, and uh, always, he's always good for a quote. I'll, I'll give him that. And let's uh, let's kind of continue breaking down this game. Uh, the Jets, like I said, they were up and down last week. They kind of benefited from uh, that boneheaded uh, late hit penalty on Tampa uh, that set them up, you know, for the late field goal to, to go ahead for the win. A uh, little different ball game for them this week. They're not at home anymore. Tampa looks like, I don't know if you read the dead spin story today, but they're already having players-only meetings without the coach before the season even started. That looks like it's going to be – that thing looks like it's going to fall apart. Uh, yeah. So – they look like they're, you know, doing what the Jets did last year, this year already. So maybe we're we're overreacting a little bit to their win over Tampa. But uh, I, I think when we talk about the line and everything, I think we're more talking about the Patriots, but we just don't think the Patriots can put up the kind of points they've put up in recent years. Uh, when you look at this game, you don't expect the Jets to actually win, but, but you do think this is going to be a pretty close game, don't you? Um, yeah, I would not expect the Jets to win – if this was the Jets team of last year, I might actually have a different opinion on that just because they had some actual weapons on offense like Santonio Holmes before he got hurt and, yeah. uh, you know, some other guys. Uh, but, I mean, with a rookie quarterback with no real running game to speak of, like Chris Ivory is a – he's a legitimate starting running back, but he's at the bottom end of the spectrum there. Um, yeah. And just doesn't seem like they have any wide receivers whatsoever. It's like Kellen Winslow's their entire passing game. Um, yeah. So, that, I mean, I, I would not expect the Jets to come into Foxborough on a Thursday night and win. I think that's asking a lot, especially for a team that's pretty much in flux for the next year or so. Um, yeah. But, I mean, like like I said earlier, the Patriots giving 12 against anybody at this point is, is kind of preposterous. I mean, like against Jacksonville, I could see that. Um, but the, the Jets, like, won a football game four days ago. Um, and didn't look like a terrible team in the process. Like, they actually looked like they had a defense that could do things. Um, And, you know, Smith made a couple throws that, you know, against the Patriots secondary, I don't see why he couldn't make the same throws. Um, Yeah. So, in in that sense, I, you know, I'm pretty confident the Patriots will win, but, you know, 
it's going to be a four, five, six-point game somewhere in that range. I don't think it's going to be a blow by any means. Yeah, and uh, last, I, I want to touch on uh, this. That's, uh, in Coach Rex Ryan, we, we talked a little bit before this year, uh, Bob and I, about, you know, is he coaching for his job? Uh, I think the general consensus is sort of. But, you know, it, it's so hard to judge a coach when you have a team like this. Again, a rookie quarterback, so many injuries on offense, so many moving pieces, and so replacing a lot of players from what was a couple of years ago with good defense. Uh, is First of all, is Rex Ryan, do you think he's in danger of losing his job at any point this year? And is there like a magic number he's hit? Just, you know, if they go two and 14, you know, if they only win one more game the rest of the way, do you just fire him either way? Or, you know, kind of what is his, uh, you know, we don't want to say hot seat, I hate that term, but like what what is uh, his heat level, if you will, under his uh, his large buttocks? <laughs> Um, it's a kind of a slippery slope with them. I mean, like on, on one hand, he's a legitimately good coach that you don't want to yeah. just fire because you're not playing well. I mean, they don't have yeah. the talent around, you know, there's, they have legitimate like star players like Muhammad Wilkerson's really, really good. Um, yeah. but they just don't have the depth of talent to compete. So obviously they're probably not going to be in the playoffs. So in that sense, do you want to say, we have this new quarterback, we're entering a transition phase, do we want to bring in a new coach as well? That's that's mm-hmm. a legitimate stance to have. But I think Ryan is a better coach than most of the alternatives out there. So in that sense, yeah. you would want to keep him on to sort of try to groom this young defense into something that can be better, you know, two or three years from now. Um, I, I think if he if he gets to 6-10, and 10, I think he's safe. If they just completely crap the bed all season and, you know, you know, like the, the Cardinals did last year when they got off to a good start and then all of a sudden lost 12 in a row, um, yeah. if they have a season like that, I think he's definitely out. But I think if, if, he, if they're a respectable team, if they go 6-10, mm-hmm. and 7-9, I think he stays around. Um, and just one other thing that I wanted to mention, like how Bob said um, Patriots are clearly not a Super Bowl team right now but they could build one by the, the end of the season. I, I was just looking at their schedule, and it's actually uh, – I mean, the, the Jets this week, they're home for Tampa Bay next week, and if, if they're falling apart like people seem to think they are, that could be an easier win than, than we were anticipating. Yeah. Um, and then the next three are tough. They go at Atlanta, at Cincinnati, and then home for New Orleans. Um, but then after that, they go at the Jets, and then they're home for Miami and home for Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh did not look good at all in week one. Ooh, um, tell me about it. So, if, and then at the end of the season, they have uh, home for Cleveland, at Miami, at Baltimore, but then home for Buffalo to close out the season. So they have a couple stretches where they should win their like all these games. I mean, at Baltimore is a tough one. Um, yeah. But you know, other than that, it seems like they have a, a an easier schedule than we anticipated coming into the season. Um, yeah. So if they can use these games against the you know, the sort of middling teams or crappy teams to try to get a flow with this offense and try to build, you know, Kenbrell Tompkins, if he can ever get it together, um, or then the, the other two rookies, Josh Boyce and Dobson, um, if they can, you know, find a way to integrate them against the teams that they sort of have a margin of error for, um, you know, we could see a different team by the end of the season heading into the playoffs. But they definitely obviously want to be peaking at the end of the season, and their schedule might allow them to do that. Yeah, most definitely, and like I've said many times, it just always seems like somehow the Patriots get to play 10 games that finish 6-10 or 
don't know how that happens, but, uh, you know, sometimes you're lucky. And, it, you know, it certainly helps to be lucky. But, you know, I, I will say if you give Belichick, give him 10 weeks with this team and, you know, he'll figure something out. I don't know if he'll have him, you know, at 2007 offense levels. But he'll figure out a way to win. He's too good of a coach. Brady's too good of a quarterback for them to, you know, with that schedule not make the playoffs. And you mentioned Tampa looking worse. Uh, than we thought. Meanwhile, New Orleans is looking a little better, but I don't think anybody actually expected New Orleans to be bad this year. Atlanta we knew was going to be good. Carolina's one of those teams, and we talked about them playing the NFC South uh, as their cross-conference matchup. Uh, Carolina's not a team I would trust to beat a smart team. So I think they could, you know, I think realistically they win. They could win two games against that, against the AFC North with as bad as Pittsburgh looks. And obviously Baltimore looked terrible against Denver, but they're not going to be that bad. But they're still not the same team that won the Super Bowl last year. That defense is going to take a little while to click together. Uh, Joe Flacco can't. There's just no way he's going to play like he did in the playoffs consistently. So, you know, I could see them winning basically every game against the AFC North with maybe not the Bengals. Browns are pretty terrible. The rest of this division they play is pretty bad. I mean, once again, it looks like the schedule lines up for them to win 12 games and go in as, you know, a top three seed with a home playoff game. And, you know, you know as well as anybody, once you get into the tournament, you know, it's whoever's hot and, uh, you know, whoever's playing well at the time, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, well, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I'm going to last word on tonight's game. I've got the Patriots. I got them winning 23-17. to 17. I think they force a timely turnover or two and make up for the uh, lack of weapons, but I think they also – give up a, a long drive to Geno Smith or two. So I'm going 23-17 Patriots. Who you got, and uh, do you have a final score for me? Um, I'm going to take the Patriots by a similar margin. Um, I would say, um, you know, 20-14, to 24-17, like something in that range. I don't think – it's going to be a low-scoring game for the most part. Um, if you want my um, professional gambling advice – and by professional, I mean a guy that went 5-10-1 against the spread last week. Um, I would tease the Jets with the under, and that would make the Jets plus 16, as the line exists now. And the the over-under is 43.5, so that you basically bump that up to 50. I don't think they're going to combine for 50 points tonight. Um, yeah. So you'd get the Jets with a, a ridiculously high margin, and then uh, – you know, anything under 50 points, you'd win. You'd win that bet. Um, so that would be my uh, my bet for tonight. Okay. Well, you heard it here from the man who. What did you go last? Five, ten, and one. Something like that. That's correct. Five, ten, and one. I, slightly better. I was six, nine, and one, and I, I think whatever game I picked that we disagreed. And I think it's because I picked against the Steelers, and you picked for the Steelers. Oh, how yeah. little faith you had in my, in my opinion on how bad that team was going to be this year. Uh, anyway, that's all the time we've got for you today on Catching Up with Bob LaBelle. Uh, we thank Bob for joining us. And for Jeremy Collin, our editor-in-chief, I'm your host, Joe Perello of SweetSports.com. Check out the website today to catch our NFL picks, our college football primer, and a special article on the Mayweather-Alvarez fight coming up this week. And, of course, you know I've always got you for high school sports. So check us out today. Thank you for joining us, everyone. Have a great day.